Hello, everyone, and welcome to Matcha Mentality. I'm your host, Ali Yang, and I am back at it again for a second episode. Truly thought I would never get over that first episode hump, but here I am. It literally took me forever, guys, like, it literally took me forever to record and edit and upload that first episode, and you wouldn't think so. Because it wasn't even that great. But alas, hopefully it will be smooth sailing from here on out. But yeah, I'm currently sitting in my room right now. Again, in the dark. I don't know what it is with me being in the dark and recording. It's just, they just go hand in hand, I guess. It just adds a different vibe. I feel unseen in a good way. But oh, I also wanted to mention that I will be posting hopefully every Monday because I was just like you know it could be a really great way to start off your your day your week or whatever day it is you're listening to it I'm not going to tell you what to do but yeah we'll be hopefully posting on Mondays and before I get started with the episode I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode and to everyone who sent me such nice messages and positive feedback on it and I don't know everyone's just so many people are just so excited and supportive that I started this and I don't know if like it's just cuz the hype has worn off for me but I it was just so gratifying to read people's messages and so many people were just really appreciative of how open I was being and I mean that's just my goal to just just like spill everything my deepest darkest secrets and insecurities on here like I'm half joking but I'm also serious and I'm really glad that some people found it really relatable or just appreciated that I was talking about stuff that I guess isn't really brought up in day-to-day conversation especially for someone like me who's super closed and this honestly to me is like my opportunity to actually share the the sides of me that I try so hard to hide I guess and just like not bring up so basically just want to say thank you and (laughs) I'm excited to have a reason to continue with this podcast other than that I'm fucking bored out of my mind. So, yeah. But I'm going to shut up now and get right into the episode. I wasn't originally thinking of having this as my second episode just because it's a bit of a heavier topic. But I was inspired to do this because... I had a conversation last week with some of my friends, um, a late night like texting conversation, and we were sort of just opening up about how we have difficulty processing and internalizing emotion, and that it's something that I am very aware of, but just don't really care about. I guess because it doesn't really affect me that often. So I'm just like, eh, like whatever emotions, who cares? But then we were talking about it and we were like, yeah, damn, it's pretty 
it's not not really great for us that we can't do it can't do that so then one of them actually sent a TikTok by this therapist I forget her name, but her handle is Evolve in Bloom, and I think she's pretty popular, so some of you might have seen her content before. And the TikTok was specifically her talking about people who feel the need to be extremely independent and how they feel like they feel like they have to be um so independent as a response to childhood and adolescent trauma. And I was like, me traumatized? Never. But she basically said, like, if your parents abandon you or, or not both, but like any parent or both <laughs> abandoned you or neglected you or just like didn't have a great connection, whatever, and you were forced to grow up at a young age, you thought that trusting other people in your life would let you down, like subconsciously. So you used independence as a coping strategy to ensure that that would never happen so you have full control, right, of your life and emotions, at least that's what you think. And you turn away help and trusting others because of that discomfort and that fear. And I was like, damn, I feel attacked. This therapist is attacking me. No, but isn't that crazy? Like, she basically just psychoanalyzed my whole being because... I mean, I'm gonna get more into this later, but I feel like I'm someone who's very independent and for the most part, I enjoy it. I think it has helped me become a lot more mature and capable than maybe some other people. And I don't mean that in like a condescending way. I just think that's the truth. And on the other hand, it can be very detrimental, especially when it comes to like my mental health. If because I don't like to turn to people for help. Or it's not even that. I think I've gotten better at that. It's more so like I don't know when I should be getting help, I guess. Like all my life I've just dealt with stuff internally, which is, I mean, it's, it's worked thus far, I guess, but is not the healthiest way to handle it, right? So basically I wanted to do this episode on how your childhood influences who you are in adulthood and beyond. So how you perceive yourself, your self-esteem and your general confidence, how you build relationships, whether that be with family members, friends, romantic, whatever, and the quality of those relationships. And then lastly, your success in your education or your career and your jobs, whatever. So basically your whole life. It's fine. Basically your whole life. And I'm going to talk more specifically about my life and obviously how the issues that I have in, that stem from my childhood, not everyone is going to relate to, but I just think is something that is not uncommon. And I think a lot of people do experience it, but... Even if you grew up, I guess, in a perfect family and, and you had the perfect childhood, that doesn't mean that you can't relate. I don't know if that actually made sense, but I, I hope that that sort of did. So my parents have been divorced since I was about two years old. I've been with my mom my entire life. Thank the Lord she won custody of me, my God. 
and she's just classic or semi-classic Asian mom honestly such a baddie so at least I know where I get that from JK but she's always been super supportive of me um worked super hard to support me and you know I mean like tough love sort of vibes like wasn't the soft she's not like a soft like emotional person and neither am I but she's always been there for me and honestly spoiled the fuck out of me <laughs> only child only child tings and I never really realized how much she did for me and sacrificed for me until I got to college and was able to process that but basically we have a good relationship and it's like honestly there's not that much I would change about it but as someone who's Chinese and I think people from Asian cultures can probably relate to this unless you're from some family that is an exception emotional connection isn't that strong and I say this in the sense that like I can't I not that I can't I don't go to her when I am having certain emotional issues so you know how like white people a lot of white people they're like oh my god my mom is my best friend oh my god me and my mom do everything together and I tell her everything about my life and a lot of Asian families I feel like are not like that that's just the difference in cultures and I just don't feel comfortable I guess opening up to her about certain parts of my life like, I asked to see a therapist a couple months ago when I was really feeling quite shit. And, I mean, I've been thinking about it for a couple months, but that's besides the point. And that was just so hard for me to bring up. Because she's just like, why? Like, why do you need to see a therapist? Not being like, no, you can't see one, but just being, just genuinely being like, like, what's wrong? And, again, it's just a cultural thing. It's like, mental health is not something really talked about especially in Chinese culture, and you're just not that open with your parents. That's just how it is. So from that, that already is something that has shaped me into who I am, you know, just suppressing that emotion. And then on the other hand, my dad not really being a part of my life, his absence honestly never really affected me. And... Well, at least I didn't think so until until I made this episode, until I started looking into this episode. I don't really think about him ever. And when he when people bring him up, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know your parents were divorced. I'm like, I don't care. Like, he's ne he's never been a part of my life and he never will be. So I saw him regularly when I was younger. I saw him like every couple months or like every month or something. He has his own family. I have two half brothers we're just we just don't really talk yeah so when I was younger I think we had somewhat of a relationship probably between the ages of six to like 16 I want to say I have I actually have no idea when the last time I saw him was huh but all I know is that he was there for my one direction phase that was when our relationship ended and I just n never was really comfortable being with him 
Like, it's just not... I don't like spending time with him. He's just not, like, the warmest guy. To be fair, I'm not the warmest girl. And I'm also just really awkward when I'm around him. Because I'm like, yeah, you're my dad, but you're also a complete stranger to me. Like, yeah, I know you took part in my creation, but that's about it. (laughs) And I think after... After, like, the second, maybe my sophomore year of college, if not earlier, that's when we, like, completely stopped talking. Like, we used to text here and there, being like, how are you? But then after that, like, just stopped wishing each other happy birthdays. I never wished him happy Father's Day. And my mom would be like, have you wished your dad a happy Father's Day? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no. I was like, he doesn't deserve to hear shit from me because he wasn't a dad to me. Like, I wasn't going to do it out of courtesy because he didn't deserve it. But enough about that. It really is not as bad as it sounds, I swear. And I'm very happy with how I was raised. But other than your parents, of course, moving... I'm going to segue into something else. Other than your parents, your environment that you grew up in and who you grew up with affects you a lot too so I'd say I'd say I grew up pretty normally as normal as you could in a predominantly white suburb in New Jersey I mean I was social enough I mean I was we I was a whack child I was so fucking weird like I'm cringing thinking about whatever I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about it but I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, bullied, or at least I don't think I was, or ostracized. I wasn't, like, the weird kid or anything, but, I mean, I was really socially awkward. I, th- that's when my social anxiety peaked. <laughs> Wait, that's, I'm actually thinking about it. It's really funny comparing to how I am now. But, yeah, I had a pretty okay childhood, happy for the most part. Did, but again, did suppress my emotions from a young age, and that did definitely affect me growing up. And so I think this might be a good opportunity to transition and talk about the issues that I have that may have stemmed from everything that I just talked about. And a lot of these have, like, terms for them, and everything, all the information that I found are actually based off of these posts from this therapist that I follow on Instagram. Yeah, I follow a lot of therapists, apparently, all right? Because I can't get one. I can't find any. So his handle is The Behavior Therapist. And honestly, if any of you are broken like me, JK, or if you just, like, experience certain, I guess, negative feelings and you don't really know why he does a really great job of explaining some of the causes for that and how to deal with everything so definitely would recommend checking him out so starting off the first thing is what's called the father wound it is exactly what it sounds like and essentially it's it occurs when your father is either absent or you just have a really shitty relationship and because of that it can cause certain characteristics to manifest 
as you develop and become older. So some of them being uncomfortable displaying emotions, the desire to be seen as strong and never weak, yearning for validation and protection, rage or repressed anger for men, inadequacy and low self-worth, and people-pleasing and fear. So these are some of the ones that I relate to, not all of them, but like the one uncomfortable displaying emotions and desire to be seen as strong in every week, I think are probably the ones I resonate with the most because they're both so toxic and I kind of hate myself for it, but like, I don't know why I just gotta act like nothing, nothing is ever wrong and like act alpha. I don't know. It's just so I'm working on it. But it's crazy to think that these things stem. And like I said, I personally never thought that not having a dad actually affected me. But some of these characteristics I have could be from that. The next thing is being sensitive to criticism. So this, I think, is more stems from my mom's side. Because, I mean, she's very critical, not in like a super harsh way, but just like as a like individual, she's very critical, sort of judgmental, which has caused me to build my identity around those same character traits. And sometimes I can't tell if I'm really critical because I'm insecure or if that's just who I am, because I'm also naturally very judgmental I should probably work on that but stemming from that as well is feeling inadequate and not being good enough which that is huge for me something that I'm trying to improve on and just feeling like you know like there's you could be better in so many ways like your best isn't enough stuff like that which is really not great for your mental health because you could be doing just fine. I think I've done pretty well for myself, but at the same time, every single day, I'm like, I could be doing more, but I'm not, so. (sighs) So those are the biggest things that I had found from, again, um, that, that, that guy's Instagram and just things that I really resonated with. And they all affect me now in pretty much every aspect of my life. So in school, like in high school, I'd say I was smart just because of, you know, when you're in high school, it's easier to see who's smart and who's not as smart. And then I got to college and I was like, fuck, why is everyone here so fucking smart? And I was so insecure about not being on that level not being able to succeed as easily as other people and like I I was I mean at least my first two years I would grind in the library for hours and I would still end up with B's and I was and other people be like oh yeah like I didn't even study and I got like a 97 that was never me and this goes back to you know not feeling good enough and I felt like I didn't deserve to be there because I wasn't I didn't feel like I was on the same playing field as other people. And this is the same with my co-ops as well. When I'm working, 
So whenever I mess up, which is of course normal for a fucking intern, I'm and even for pe- pe- full-time employees too, I'm just like, wow, I'm so dumb. I can't believe like I fucked that up. Like I don't deserve to have this job. My managers are going to hate me. That's like partially social anxiety, but also just not being confident in my abilities and not realizing that I'm capable of doing things and making mistakes is okay. So again, something that I think I've improved on and hopefully will have improved on for my next co-op, but we'll see. And then in relationships, for the longest time, like I would doubt that people would want to be my friend and I just doubt like people who are my friends still sometimes I'm like why do you want to be friends with me or like like they don't actually like me again a social anxiety thing that I'm working on but from that I think that's also why I just want to be really independent and not feel like I have to rely on people so like I can go be alone and be fine which is true but then when it comes to actually creating deeper more meaningful relationships that's where I struggle. I just keep people like I don't get I don't let people get in too too deep, which is bad, which is bad. But I just think it's so weird thinking how my childhood could have played such a huge part in why I have these thoughts and these feelings. And I'm honestly, I mean, I'm glad that I can educate myself about this and work on improving these negative toxic relationships I have with myself and with others too. I think that's all I have to say. That's all the insight I really have to offer on myself. But if any of you have the same issues or thoughts, just know you're not alone in that. And there's so many other people who are experiencing them, not talking about me specifically. And There's also a lot of great resources out there that obviously don't have to be a therapist like in person to help you deal with them. And I hope that this was helpful to anyone who might be experiencing the same things for all of my girls with the dad, girls and guys with daddy issues out there. Maybe y'all could relate. I don't know. But I think I'm done. I want to wrap up this episode by saying thank you for listening. And if you want to know when new episodes come out, please follow Matcha Mentality on Spotify and also now on Apple Podcasts. For all you weirdos who don't use Spotify, I finally got it on Apple Podcasts. But yeah, again, hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't feel bad for me. I'll be okay. (laughs) And I will talk to you later. Bye.